there guys gals and non-binary pals all of whom are loved and welcome to space we are the imperial Senate podcast and we're back tired and achy as shit i'm your host charlie ashby <laughs> <laughs> joining me as always is my fantastic roommate Claire yay Stribling. roomies hi never forget never forget <laughs> also joining us is our very very dear friend and sick person, <laughs> Nikki. Yes, I'm old and not improved. With oh. <laughs> a case of the Rona, hot and fresh, out of celebration. Oh. So, thanks, celebration. We did it. <laughs> yeah, Nikki's down with the sickness. Shout out to the, shout out to the hardworking folks at Repop who didn't do their job. Much respected. Much appreciated. Yep. Was a was a big fan of the um, original rules and regulations that they do. Yeah, shout out to yeah. you know, uh, getting relaxed on what you were supposed to do. As you say, it was supposed to be a vaccination required event, and it was a vaccination slash negative test event. And then uh, they didn't actually fucking check anything. So, no, nope. that's cool. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, masks were certainly not uh, required indoors. Oh, yeah. They checked them. They required them as you walked into the door. But after you were inside the building, it was it was anything goes, really. See, so I that think, was also frustrating. I think what they did is, you know, if, if you don't like a mask, I think they were like, oh, that's okay. You don't have to wear it. Um, so really, everybody wearing masks were just the people who, you know, like wake up and are like, oh, man, I want to put a mask on today. Um. Because I know, I know that's certainly how I felt for the past two years. Um, I just, I just love putting a mask. Yeah, on. It's, it, it's it's like <laughs> it's like the most exciting thing all day, and uh, you know. But it's but I I understand that there are people out there who you know it's they just they just can't be bothered to do it, and um, you know, all the power to them to to fuck everyone else over. Facts. Yeah, I think it's really cool because I don't know if you can tell, but. We didn't get COVID for a very long time um, because we were, well, I guess, I, would, I don't know how you say it in America, but in the UK, we say following the rules um, outlined by, you know, like scientists and people with degrees. Um, and then I guess it turns out once you go to some place where people who don't know the rules don't have a degree in science and are selfish. Th- then we get COVID. It's really weird. Like I don't know how that works yep. out, but mm-hmm. it's strange. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's strange. Be an interesting week to see when it uh, kicks in for people. Because um, ho- hopefully, know. you know, if you're if you're continuing to test negative now, it it uh, stays that way. But this thing is a pesky little piece of shit. So must stay vigilant. It is. I'm- yeah, I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Claire, I was just there. saying, tested negative yesterday, tested negative today, hoping that means I'm past my 48-hour incubation period, and hopefully I somehow got missed with Super Spreader Celebration 2022, but Woo. we'll see. Hope, fingers crossed, knocking on wood. Doing okay, other than I um, I yelled a lot, and so mm-hmm. my, that's why my voice is gone. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a loud, loud yeller and celebrator, so... There goes my voice. 
I'm pretty sure I have it, <laughs> which isn't a bummer because I was going to I was going to a gig on Sunday. Gotta get to the gig, man. Um, I know. Um, I think it's like five days, right? Eight, yeah, eight, yeah. Eight, like yeah. Three like days. It's generally the I the deal. Yeah, I've had two negative tests so far, but I feel like ass, and I, I like the annoying thing is that over here is even if you feel like you've got the symptoms, if it's not like, if it's not like you're dying and you're testing negative, you still got to go like to work. So I had to go into work today. Yeah. Thankfully it's the Jubilee weekend. So we get two days. Ooh, off. There we go. Thank you. Queen. So, thank you. Queen for being old. <laughs> um, so yeah, like hopefully I continue to not. It's a get it's a, a weird place test. to be because there's the generalized. I feel like shit because I treated myself like shit for five days. Yep. And you're balancing mm. that between well, all these people are testing positive that I saw consistently, <laughs> um, and so it's like yes. you just don't know until the, those two bars show up. Um, yeah, and then and balance that with the uh, with the normal con crud that I usually catch. Yeah. After some sort of convention pre-COVID, you know, it's just like, which one am I? Let's get anxiety over it for a long time. <laughs> but thankfully, it wasn't all negative shit. I wish it was. Wait. <laughs> or positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, our comedy DVD comes out uh, <laughs> next week. Um. Yeah, as one door opens, um, bad, bad, bad pun. Um, yeah, we had fun. We had, we had fun at Celebration, right? It was yeah, awesome. Apart from, apart from the aftermath, it was quite the success, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see people that we haven't seen in a long time. It's nice to see people that we've never seen. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I think a lot yeah, of us it- made um, new online connections in the periods of isolation post March, you know, 2020, um, a lot of our social stuff was, was shifted into the the Twitter spaces or discord or wherever you may be hanging out. And, um, and then, yeah, it was like you, you meet new people and then all of a sudden they're there in front of you. And most of the time they don't suck in person. And, uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's like the magic of the event. It's why, um, it's why again I, I lament the the aftermath because otherwise it was really happy and a really um, spiritually necessary occasion. I think. Mm. Yeah, I can I can I can definitely say I I mean especially listening to our previous episodes I think that you can also tell um, that I personally was feeling very jaded, very down on Star Wars and the Star Wars fan community. And this past week really did like remind me what what's really important with Star Wars and what's really important about being a part of this fandom is that the online community, you know, they are not the ones that that show up, you know, that's not what shows up to celebration. What shows up to celebration is all of the people who have generally um, positive welcoming, friendly, inclusive views. I feel like a lot of the case, that is who you run into. And it just kind of reminds you that like, this is a special thing. This is a really special thing that we are a part of. And um, it sucks that the online community can kind of ruin that. So I'm really glad that I kind of had my my faith restored in the Star Wars world this past week. Yeah. Until the plague and all that, but you know, <laughs> it right, was right. needed. I needed it. My soul desperately needed it. Yeah, I think um, it's it's always sort of the case with celebration. I remember being in uh, 2019, and that was the first celebration post the explosion of nuclear warfare after the Last Jedi. And I was like, yeah. Who, "Who's going to be shitty?" I'm sure there were shitty people, but I didn't run into any of them. And um, yeah, it's always just like it is. It is what it says on the box. It is a celebration. We're there to, to you know, be excited and happy and 
um, and, you know, enjoy with what we, or enjoy what we have come to cherish for, for most of our lives. And I think being surrounded by so many people, we were all at the, um, showcase plus Kenobi premiere, uh, stream event. Um, and just, you know, being able to watch new episodes of star Wars in a room of a few thousand with, you know, big screen and some frosted flakes. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a special thing and, you know, it's like you, you don't forget those moments and, uh, it's, you know, that's, that's what you take away from it. Even, even when, as you say, the online people are being incredibly shitty right now with, uh, with the oh, Moses yeah. Ingram stuff, um, which is obviously, you know, the scum of society showing their ass. So, yeah. You're damn right. Yeah, I think there was a moment which was, like you were saying, we were in the Kenobi room to watch the episodes, and there was a group of us. And it's funny because, like you are saying, yeah, it's Star Wars Celebration. We're celebrating all Star Wars, but... I think in particular our generation, our group of like our group age, um are very much the prequel generation. And there was kind of like a magic where for a moment if you looked around you could see everyone at like like it was if I was looking at you, Nikki, it was Nikki, but it was like you as a kid and I felt like a kid. It's like we were all like little mm-hmm. kids again, watching you and us Obi Wan again and it was just that sort of magic. You could feel that magic in the room. And you can't really feel that anywhere else. I feel like even even when you watch if you watch Kenobi at home today, there's a little bit missing. Yeah. I feel like that was that sort of spirit spirituality of us being all together and feeling I I wonder what would have happened if they showed us the first three. Could you imagine? (laughs) You'd just be like come all over the back of the seats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Master, he's coming. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very something. Speaking of Kenobi, yeah, the third episode came out today. Ooh, what a doozy! Oh my! What, what do what do we think of that one? It's um, so good. Yeah, yeah. This shit's just good. Like you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's hard to. I I just like if I ever saw Deborah Chow, I'd just be like. No notes. Continue. Um, like, give yeah, her everything. It's just, it's just, it's it's money. It's it's there. And I remember hearing uh, hearing from people in the in the know um, that they were confident as fuck about Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Like they just they didn't have any any worries. They were like, "This is gonna be a slam dunk," and um, it's proven. It's proven that way. I mean, this this episode was unbelievable and they've all been unbelievable um but but yeah it, it, i mean who would have thought who would have thought ewan versus big man in black this freaking early huh. oh it, yeah like it's just it's just like so be- like magical and crazy about seeing these concepts and like we've seen Vader's castle, of course, like from the Return of the Jedi concept art, and obviously now in Rogue One and subsequent like stories, our terrifying tales. Seeing him on that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but seeing him on mm-hmm. that throne mm-hmm. was like so oh. chilling and so magical, and everything about the whole suit up sequence was terrifying. Like one of my favorite new canon stuff is like when they go in depth about like the pain that Anakin kind of endures. And seeing like those bits of machinery just like stick oh. right into him and like freeze the larynx and ugh, it must be so painful just to, just yeah. to exist. Yeah. I, I felt I felt that. Um, I think a lot about this. Uh, I was like watching this Vader, and I was like, this is already the best version of Dark Times Vader. And mm-hmm. like I know a lot. A lot is made of the the rogue one hallway at the end. But even that now to me just feels like a guy doing a job like this, yeah. watching him here. Yeah. Like he is evil. He is sadistic. Um, he, he fucks, he fucks, him, fucks people up and kills them because he can. 
And um, it's it was like it was genuinely terrifying. Every every part of him was was like watching the devil come to life. And yeah. like this is the Vader I can see the galaxy fearing. Um, and so I'm mm. I'm just incredibly excited to see where this goes. I mean, he he was I mean like literally the petty levels on maximum. He's like, oh, I'm going to burn you too. How about that? Yeah. Like, it's just, it, it is peak, peak Dark Times Vader. And I'm, I'm so excited for where, where they're going to go with it. And like adding on to that, um, the thing that really stuck out to me in this episode, like it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. I was sick to my stomach. You can see me be sick to my stomach in the reaction video that's going up on our YouTube very soon, if not already. Um, but nice. I think one of the one of the things that like horrified me the most about this, you know, this view of Vader is that we see it through Kenobi's eyes. We see it through the pain of Kenobi. And it and it just it it devastated me. It made me so sad to watch it, watch him watch what Anakin has become, someone who he loved dearly. And it's just like watching him snap necks with the force and drag him into the fire. I'm just like, Oh my God, this is for families. Where's the parental guidance warning? (laughs) Holy crap. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so upsetting and, and just terrifying. I have never been more afraid of Vader than I am in this. And like to take another, to take another little, uh, to make it a little happier note. I knew it was going to be a good episode when we started off the sequence, seeing Vader get put together, and then we ended in his little chair, in his little castle, and we ended on a crotch shot of Darth Vader in the first Fuck scene yeah. we see him. So that's how <laughs> oh, you know. Wow. Thank you, Disney Plus, giving the people what they want. Also, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. He sounded Confirmed. great. He sounded he so fucking good. He was incredible. And what I really appreciated about his performance is that, because it, I feel like sometimes people they just get James Earl Jones to come in and he just reads the lines and goes out. It's not true. Nah. There is this acting behind that. And what I appreciate about this Vader, like you were saying, Nikki, like Dark Times Vader, this is still very Anakin, yeah. like young Vader. He's still very emotional, and you can read that in the in in the voice. Like he, like you're saying, like in Rogue One, he's very calm, collected. Like he he doesn't speak too much if he if he doesn't need to this one is different he's you know he's he's out there he's, he's talking he's he's emotional that whole um i i'm what you like mm. made me i was like oh like it's so like oh and yeah like you're saying like dragging from the fire like your turn now bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was just so it's it's such a great way to show him um and like yeah and, and the, the root is that it's all pain and I think it all, you know, it, it makes even the all everything we see in Return of the Jedi even deeper, because we see Anakin so far gone right now, so so deep in the dark side that he, you know, is just killing people. He's, he's acting only out of um, darkness, and and then to know again that you know it's it's the love of his child that that brings him back. Like it, it all comes around. Um, and makes yeah, this is the key to good Star Wars it, it makes what came before better and so yeah. it's already doing that, it's done it with help me Obi-Wan Kenobi it's, help, it's done it with Leia naming her son Ben um, it's done mm. it now with you know the eventual return of the Jedi uh, with, with all that um, and so yeah it's, it's, it's hitting it's, it's nailing buckets from from the three point line, like nothing else. It's, it's good. Like it's just doing it. Um, I can't believe it's halfway done. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, damn, like mm-hmm. we're halfway there. And there's so much more to like dive into. Yeah. Like you were saying with the whole Vader of it all, what's interesting to me as well is that I feel like this is a really interesting time for Anakin because that emotion is, is twofold. Like he is aggressive and he is like very violent and, like angry, but I feel like he is also sort of close to episode six 
Luke in terms of I think there is conflict in him. I think him refusing to chase after Obi-Wan is, is, is both him wanting to have more suffering for him, but also I feel like there might be a little bit of conflict in him deep down because I'm constantly reminded of the line from episode six, which is when Luke's talking to Vader about, you know, turning good. And he says, Obi-Wan once fought as you did. Oh. And to me, that's, that's what really hurt about the, the dragging Obi-Wan through the fire sequence, because it means that even though that happened, he's still going to try and reach out to his brother. Yeah. And that's going to yeah, be... Yeah, I mean, that that dialogue is emotional. what unlocked this whole series in my brain. Because I was like, before, I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about him meeting up with old Darth Vader again. And then that one line in, in Return of the Jedi is just enough wiggle room to get in there and tell a story. Um, and I think, yeah, I think for me, I don't know if I, I think he has, con- I don't, I didn't read conflict now, but I think, mm. I think Obi-Wan's gonna, gonna shatter a little bit of glass. But I think Dave Filoni also talked about this where he talked about um, Twilight of the Apprentice and making sure that Ahsoka didn't get through to him. Um, yeah, because it has to be Luke. So, exactly. so whatever Obi Wan does, I don't think it's gonna have a have <laughs> super great effect. Um, no, it has to cement that he's more right. machine. It than has that. to make them know death is the only option for them. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting how they how they work all that because yeah, that that was just round one. Oh God. I'm so scared. Like, I'm so excited to see how this unfolds. But if that's round one, I am terrified of where we are going. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Excited also, and scared. It's also just so cool knowing his Hayden in there. Right? Yeah. Oh, and, oh my God. That fucking tell. shot of him as Anakin in, like, the desert. Oh. Oh, my God. The goosebumps. The nipples. The chill. Cheer erect nipple. Action. <laughs> Tearing holes through shirts. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that can break through Vader's cla- uh, cold glasses are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And that was just like, what, one snippet? Can you imagine how much more we can mm-hmm. expect to see? Yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I wonder, because I, I remember there are a lot of rumors about like Anakin proper being in it whether through flashback or whatever vision. Um, so I feel like there's going to be a little more to come on that aspect. Oof. It, would, it would be nice. <laughs> and my theory about um, at some point, Obi-Wan sharing like images of Padme to Leia continues to grow every, every week because we had that really beautiful moment where Leia kind of figures it out. And there's that really heartbreaking bit where she's like, are God, you my dad? Oh, and then <laughs> he responds through. with, I wish I was. Ah, my heart. My heart. Is that him saying, I, I wish I smashed Anakin. badly? <laughs> canon. <laughs> it's like, canon. We're calling like, it me. now. He's like, listen to me, kid. I was hanging out with Natalie Foreman in the early 2000s. Like, believe me, I wish I was your father. <laughs> Well, I forgot the sense that we picked up another sexy <laughs> life form. Oh God! Yeah, and also, yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Vivian for being the fucking goat. Yeah, she's the, yeah, how dare she conquer the world like, at her young age? <laughs> I know. How dare she have a personality or be like a kid? <laughs> um, so much that sequence when um, I thought it was really interesting is that. What I really appreciate about the series as well is how they delve into like family and adopted family and how like, you know, we have the Obi-Wan Anakin relationship of brothers, even though they're not really related in terms of bloodline. But also you've got the Owen looking out for Luke. You've got um, the Organas and Leia. But what I thought was really interesting is how Obi-Wan talks about his own family yes. and how yeah. the Jedi Order is yeah. like adopting in some ways and a little brother it felt like a big theme this week Um, (laughs) baby brother yeah it felt like a big theme this week with how 
the Tales of the Jedi panel, we watched the the first episode with Ahsoka, and um, it was her family, and uh, it was her mother, and it, it was just like surreal to now get two stories within a matter of days of these iconic Jedi, um, and getting a glimpse of their family before before the Jedi came for them. Because there's a sadness there that we never we never really explored. Mm. Over, like, you know, I, I would imagine that Obi Wan is of the mindset of you know dreams pass in time, so it's easier to forget. But it is sad. Like, yeah, there's there's, there's more Kenobi's mm. out there somewhere. Yeah, Obi too. Obi too Kenobi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> could you imagine? Pablo's got a sticky note on it right now. <laughs> yeah, probably Brian. Brian, Brian Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> what if it was Owen Lars? <laughs> what? It's like this is your, this is your dad, Cleek. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like images He's like, of my father's leg. I remember it. Literal. <laughs> I remember his hover chair. Oh my god! <laughs> um. Yeah, I really, I really love that episode. I thought it was really good. Deborah Child continues to be incredible and deserves the world, in my opinion. Uh, Moses Ingram, fucking love Reva. She's incredible. She's like excited to see more. Like the way that I feel about her, but, the way that I feel about Reva is like she's the only one who like we're gonna we're gonna do a little little analogy here. The Inquisitors are to the Jedi Council. Um, at the end of the prequels, who are stuck to doctrine, following orders, not listening to the will of the light side of the force. Whereas frickin' Reva is to is a true frickin' Sith. I mean, like the way that the her desire for power, her anger, her brutal mentality that she just doesn't she'll stop at nothing to get what she wants, her ambition, her greed, her anger. It's all like so Sith and the rest of the like inquisitors are just like chilling. They're like, no, we got to follow the rules. I'm going to fall in line. And she's just like, yeah, screw all of you. I'm going to kick your asses out of the way and stab our boss. Lines of succession and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's like, forget lines of of succession. I'm just going to take it. That is so dark side. And everybody else is just kind of, Y'all could y'all could do better, but I, it looks like a fifth brother. Is he fifth brother? I never remember numbers. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's gonna cause her some trouble. But I love Riva. I I I just I'm thoroughly impressed with everything. And seeing uh this week seeing uh the Fortress Inquisitorius, and it's just in oh. and it's live action and it's scale. Like when you play Fallen Order, you don't realize how just grand some of it is it's wild yeah also shout out to the imperials that work there who seem to be like having fun <laughs> usually that you scare the dark siders but these guys are like look at that maps and be like we found i like the two stormtroopers in the inquisitors like chamber it's like it's like yeah. they all have lightsabers but let's have two stormtroopers guard the door <laughs> right what are they gonna do uh, <laughs> tag and bink tag yeah and bink. i think i think reva is really cool um and it's a, it's an interesting point about how about the disorder of you know her and the inquisitors and that it's it's the point of the dark side right like the ma- the master and apprentice relationship for the sith is the master is always looking to replace the apprentice and the apprentice is always looking to overthrow the master and so like the whole system is based on disorder like the fact that they're all fighting is is you know the dark side in essence um, and I think that's, that's what I think is so fascinating about them. And when I, when I think about Reva's ambition, I hope that it's just surface level and her actual motivation is, is much more personal. I, I want her to be mm-hmm. one of those kids at the beginning. Oh, um, I, hope. I want her to think Obi-Wan abandoned them. I want, I think it, there's potential. She saw Anakin killing people in the temple it's possible that's why she knows he's Darth Vader. Um, and I want, I want her, mo- like her um, motives to be rooted in that more than I want it to be 
I want to just rise in the, in the power structure. Um, I think, I think that'll be a really interesting way to peel back on a, on a character and say, um, you know, and root it in, you know, what, what makes people fall to the dark side. And I think, I think Riva is a, could be a great example of the, the idea of betrayal very much like Trilla in, in Fallen Order. Um, so yeah, I think, I think she's great. I think Moses Ingram's doing a great job. Um, I think she's got way more to come. So it's, uh, it's, it's again, just like everything it's, this show's hitting slam dunks and it's just exciting. Super exciting to see where we could go. What was also great was the, um, first of all, it was great to see Indira Varma play a character that isn't just straight up evil. Really nice surprise. Um, and the idea that obviously more Jedi survived, but we get a specific reference to Quinlan Ross. Quinlan. That was great. (laughs) That was great. A lot of great legends, uh, shout outs with Corin in the earlier episode, Corin going to Corellia. Mm. Um, yeah. Then yeah, Quinlan and uh, Jabim is it was a huge sort of Clone Wars Legends planet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super cool to to just be getting a little bit of those sprinkles in on the uh, on this massive story. And if like if any of you have taken the time to pause the episode when they're in that little bunker. And translate some of the carvings on the wall. I feel like there's a lot more Easter eggs to dig out there. Yeah, but Good I don't want to do that because I'm lazy. nerdy. But that. if y'all do it, I will send you a. I'll send you a socially distanced high five from the internet. But Cal Kestis was hit. Lol. <laughs> lol. I hope it says lol in Arabesh on the wall. He's like, yeah. I killed some animals to get here, but. <laughs> 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 But I found oh it. god! Incredible. But yeah, Kenobi continued to be incredible. I'm- what else we got this week? Got anything else other than Kenobi? Just a whole mm. lot of celebration. Whole yeah. lot of celebration. Were there any okay. particular highlights for you guys? Uh, oh, yes, um, all something of worth <laughs> shouting out. Uh, I mean, I really like the Kenobi. Premier, that was that was special to me. Um, oh, I got something other than the day it. one. Ooh. That very first panel of celebration was absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. Like, arguably, my top celebration moment ever. Arguably, um, however, I'm going to make an honorable mention just so I can rub it in Charlie's face a little bit more. <laughs> Bad back <laughs> trailer, aka Gunji lives. Kiss my ass. Gunji high rise. Yeah, so screw all of you. He lives, well, he bitch. Lives for now. For now. I will cut you. I will cut you. Just saying, you know, Cody's Cody's naught for naught. You might you might finally get get it done. Gunji's too I powerful. I hate you. He's like, you can Gunji strike me down, powerful. but you'll never mm-hmm. win. Yes. Um, yeah, that match slapped. That was some good shit. And let Ooh, me let me tell you all. Juicy, also, juicy. The trailer they showed us is different to the one they released, and ours was fucking better. It is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't just release ours apart from being cool about us sitting there. But, um, but yeah, like, the, the one they released is still good, but a lot of the edits are not nearly as cool as, um, as uh, what, what we got to see. So... It's also like they purposely like tried not to have Cody in it. Yeah. Even though they talked about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a really right. interesting okay. episode arc. Because it looks like it's like him working with Crosshair doing some weird shit. Um Yeah. It looks he look, he sounds conflicted. Yeah, well. I mean, which that's, is even more interesting. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I've always Cody's always been my man. Like before Rex, obviously, like I've always, I was always a big fan of Cody, but in terms of redemption, I feel like it's going to be very difficult because I don't care what good this guy does. Once you kill Boga, you never go back. That's Can I true. Just say we in never saw the body. We didn't. 
We didn't. That's true. That's what I, I have faith in my girl. <laughs> she just swam off. She's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not sign up for this. <laughs> this fucking sucks. But yeah, really excited. That was good. I Just to explain it to people that weren't at the panel, I was sitting between Alden... Nikki, Nikki sat next to Alden. I was sat next to, and then I was sat on the other side, and Claire sat next to me. And I had screaming from Alden in one ear. I had Claire like hitting me in the ribs on the right side. I'm a violent abuse. And then I have Nikki bent over Alden, pointing his finger in my face and go, "Ah, fuck <laughs> you." <laughs> And I was like, I didn't want him to die. <laughs> I'm glad he's alive. I'm just, I was just saying. Look, you're always this things were done and said in the Gunji moment that can't be taken <laughs> back, but also must be excused. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I loved it. Was, it. it yeah, great. that was a great moment. That was a, such a cool trailer. So cool to see. I, I, I'd heard before that there was going to be a little bit of a time jump, and I was worried that. Omega, I was like, no, don't make our little child grown up. I want our little child. But I think they just hit it right, where it's like, she still doesn't seem too old, um, but is is enough to to progress on an arc. So I, I thought that was cool. So hopefully it's not, um, we didn't skip too much of uh, the dark times and stuff. I think I think there's still a lot of that early Empire era to, to mine. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. That's all um, I had. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That batch looks good, though. And that poster was dope. So, thanks, Celebration. Yeah, I wish I picked one up. Um, I think my favorite panel of the convention was Tales of the Jedi. Um, because it was it was very different to other panel uh, reveals. Or, like show reveals i think partially because we had no idea what it was um we didn't even know what style of animation it was and uh and then it was um like when when the stage comes up or it's just it's just dave filoni he's the only like panelist (laughs) um which is which is always an interesting (laughs) thing to to have and um i still don't know how i still don't know if i can put into words exactly why this was special but you could tell it was because it just felt again for, for the announcement of a new show, it felt very intimate and personal. There were a lot of tears shed um, both by myself. And then when uh, Janina Gavankar came on uh, because she's playing Ahsoka's mom in the, in the episode, um, she was like crying the whole time when she first came on. And so there was, there was just this like thing in the air about, this being like a really special personal project. And, and then of course the exciting story development of tackling Count Dooku as a Jedi. Yes. And, and seeing that and seeing what that means. And Liam Neeson's son is playing young Qui-Gon. And which is so wild. It's just it, like, it was so cool. The trailer they showed was, was so awesome. The episode they showed was, was brilliant. Um, Dave dropped wisdom. Like, you know, he can, and yeah, it, it was just, it was just real special. It was one of those ones I walked out of where I was like, this not only made me excited for Star Wars, but this made me life motivated too. Like I got something personal out of it. And it's like that, that's a rare Uh-oh. thing. I would say a rare thing, but that's a, it's a special thing to happen at Celebration. And it does happen a few times, depending on which things you go see. Um, but that one was a real special thing to, to witness. And, and then I also want to shout out, uh, I think what is a sleeper panel? Um, it was the light and magic one with the, the ILM documentary that Lawrence Kasdan is making. Um, because that was, mm. that was, I don't know if anyone's watched the Imagineering story on Disney plus, but it's got huge vibes of that. And instead of Walt Disney is George Lucas. And it's just sort of like this, you know, w- watching this team come from nothing and become this, you know, 
the epic juggernaut that it is just because of people's sheer ability and will to shoot from the hip and figure things out on the fly and make magic as it says in the title. So that was a really special one. That was another one where I was like, this makes me want to go do shit. Um, and then of course, I think we have to mention the attack of the clones 20th anniversary panel. Because that was that a special was, one. That was killer. Um, it was that, I think that was one of the, you were talking earlier, Charlie, about, you know, looking down the, the line and seeing you know, the little kids sitting there, right? Like we, we were turned into kids. <laughs> yeah. That that felt like that. That felt like, you know, my, or our collective um, childhood was sat on the, the stage in front of us reminiscing. Tem and Daniel Logan doing their fucking type five stand-up routines. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. They, they definitely yeah. ran the show over. Like, they were there were definitely more questions for John Knoll and Matt Wood, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh fuck, we don't have time for that. Just bring out the bring out the Ewan and and Hayden." And that was that was again one of those moments where it's like they they really earned that um, that panel, and it, it was it was really special to be able to to give especially Hayden that reception for for his movie. Like like of course he'd been in the 40th panel and you know yeah. 2017, and he got the he got some love there, but this one felt a little bit more specific. Like this is the one you came to do and we are here because we love you and it. Yeah. And I have to add, like as somebody who's like so obsessed with the clone wars, that moment of, uh, we just watched Ashley meet Hayden for the first time. Ahsoka and, and call Anakin him Sky Guy. and call him Sky. Guy? <laughs> what? I instantly started crying, which is like, Nice to meet you, Sky Guy. I like. I lost it. I lost it. That panel was special, like yeah. on every facet of my Star Wars fandom. It hit all of all of the right points. It was just celebration of things that people made fun of me for liking, and I'm like, screw all of you. It's been 20 years. We <laughs> oh, can all agree yourselves. it's awesome now. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, you're both. You, no, you guys. Oh, sorry. You're both completely right, and I think what's what. This is why I love Celebration is because the panel is one. Obviously, Ewan and Hayden showing up was awesome, getting to hear them, and Tamora and Daniel like joking around. But also, it's the only place where you can be deeply enthralled about uh, John Knoll talking about the <laughs> Genesis like, yeah. arena set. Because that was equally like interesting. It was just so cool like hearing them talking about the, the technology, how it developed, like, how digital film. Of course, our, my favorite thing about these 20th anniversary panels is, is seeing George's videos get shorter and shorter oh by, God, by the year. Yeah. <laughs> and as last year, last time he came, it looked like he was doing a shit on the toilet. Now he was just in his office halfway. And the best thing was that, I don't know if it was just on our stage, but like, yeah, it started like halfway through the clip. So it was like a, and then, yeah, we're, we're filmed digital. Um, they don't want to do digital. Um, now everything's digital. I love you all. Bye. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. It was like, yeah. he could not the- be less interested in recording anything for this panel, but I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always sweet to see him. Um, I like to think that's what he does, just like, like on like a routinely basis. Like, he just, at every time at like 10, 15 a.m., he would just talk about digital cameras and like, hey, tele- clones. And then... <laughs> and then they just put the camera down. <laughs> could be worse. We could be, we could be in World War II. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, I think, again, it's like all these little things that I just didn't think I would ever see in my life of Star Wars fans in droves getting to show Ewan McGregor to his face how much he means to us. Like, well, going back to that Thursday panel, he started crying oh. on stage. Every time he went yeah, on stage, every single day, every time, there were tears in his yeah. eyes. He's been waiting so long for this. Yeah. So long. And he deserved it's, it. Immediately. It's a beautiful Not thing. 20 years later. Mm-hmm. It, it just sucks. It's like kids weren't, he, kids weren't writing reviews, so they never got to know. Right? And obviously no. there are plenty of adults who love those movies when it came out. But, like... To to be in that position where I mean he said it himself about you know 
now the, the people have grown up and they are giving the feedback. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's right. It's, it's justice. <laughs> like there's no other word for it. Um, it's just, yeah. it's, it's correct. The galaxy has been restored to some degree. And it was, it's so easy to be cynical and say, well, obviously he only showed up because it's the same week Kenobi is coming out and they're just going to do it to milk the fans and blah, 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 blah. But you could deeply see in those pictures of him signing autographs and taking photos that he truly didn't, was having a Didn't great he say time. I'm coming back? He, he said, not only did he say he's coming back, he said he's doing oh, more okay. cons. He's doing like other cons. I mean, he said he's doing, yeah. he said he's doing okay. in Scotland. Especially when you're getting $300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing. which again yeah, deserves it. it um it's yeah it's uh it's beautiful to see it's it's what it's what we got a bit of with the phantom menace panel um i wish they were i wish they had i don't know if it's like they weren't sure how it would go down or whatever um but in retrospect i wish they were able to go as hard as they did on this panel for the phantom menace a few years ago but i mean then it just sort of it makes you wonder what they're going to do for, for Sith in a few years. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm, man- I'm manifesting Natalie Portman. I mean, a lot of people thought she'd show up today, or this time, but uh, not to be. I, saw- I wanted Samuel L. Jackson so badly. Oh, like, there's no right. way you couldn't have gotten. Like, I feel like they-, they had to have asked, and he just couldn't do it. Because I always had this image in my head of everyone just sitting there, and then the whole place goes black except for purple lights coming up. And then you just hear this party's over. And then everyone just loses their fucking <laughs> shit. I'm like, we're all like jumping in the aisles and like doing a dance. And then Samuel Jackson comes out and I wanted that. So thanks Lucasfilm for not giving me that. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get it. But yeah, I, yeah, it would have been cool to see a few more people. Um, one other thing, when Claire, you're talking about Ashley Eckstein and Hayden next to each other. It also feels. It also when uh, Vivian uh, Lyra Blair came out on stage at the end of Kenobi, and she was next to yes. Anakin, or she was next to Hayden, yes. and it was like that glimpse of the future we didn't get. Right of, oh my of heart. dad, Dadakin, and. Oh, did Leia. you see the uh, the new like HD image of them? Together? No, but I it it'll hurt me. I've sent you it oh, right now it. in the group chat. Oh my god! Oh. He's a proud estranged evil father. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that he's got the ribbon to the Sith hero. Yes. What a group! Good for them. Also. Um, just to wrap, just to wrap this all back up again, there um, to the Kenobi episode. The person Vader breaks the neck off. That's a kid, right? I think so, or at least a young young yeah. man. This is my favorite comment I saw about that <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> a mining disaster. <laughs> he was murdered the through my exhaust. But yeah, it, you know, on a, on, a, on a personal note, um, you two mean the world to me, and Star Wars isn't hasn't been the same since I met you guys, and so um, getting to hang out with you both still and joke around, um, debate, bicker, laugh. Drink at the cave. Cry. Drink, at, Drink the cave. at the cave. Getting a text message from your friends and your family saying, meet me at the cave. Like, that's yeah. a normal thing. Um, <laughs> it just means the world to me. And I never will take it for granted. And I deeply appreciate and love you both. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We love you too. I, agree I love both of you. Wholeheartedly. Indeed. I think we that's needed what's that. So, that's what's so, in essence, that is the. Yeah, again, like uh, as we sort of talked at the beginning, that is the core of celebration is is the connection, um, especially especially when we've all been you know stuck in houses and wherever else, apartments for for so long, and 
not able to go out and enjoy the things like we normally would. And, and to get this, even though I'm now regretting some things, um, <laughs> you know, to get this ability to connect and, or reconnect or do whatever, um, it's, it really is the, the, the true magic of it all. I, 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 I find like, I think that's what I think about a lot with, especially this celebration. I have like almost no photos in my phone. Um, I don't know what's that mean where it's like all phones away, just vibing or whatever. Like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Meme. But like, it kind of felt like that. It's like, just I was living just living in the moment. Yeah. I was like, I was just getting so much fulfillment experiencing that I just forgot. And pretty much every photo of me is me asking people, Hey, did you take a picture? <laughs> um, and like, so I just don't, I, I just, I just think a lot about how, how important it was to, just sort of take it all in and, and yeah, not, not take it for granted and, and appreciate the, the connection. The force is real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think next year is going to be even more interesting because, you know, it's, it's a minor of the woods. Oh, sure. um, 2016 was a great if you're a fan too. Wasn't it? That's what I was about to say. Like, for those who don't know, obviously me and Nikki knew each other for a while before that, but it wasn't until 2016 where we met in person. And that's basically the catalyst for this podcast being created. And I think what people don't realize is that with the European celebrations is generally there's less people, which means that you have a better chance of like getting into like big panels. It's just a little bit different in that regard. And I think that would be interesting to see who goes next time. Hopefully, I, you know, I'd love it for everyone to go. Poor Scotty. Poor, Poor Scotty. Poor Scotty. At the Bombay cast, who's getting married <laughs> uh, during celebration. Um, I'm sure I'd have like an earpiece and teal. Like Can stuff. I also just say that celebration next year is happening in London on Daisy Ridley's birthday. It might seem like a good time to maybe announce the return of Ray and something. I'm just saying. saying, Oh, my heart. Like Like Ray. I want it. I'd love that. I want it. Definitely movie wise, it's probably going to have a lot of movie stuff. I'm thinking Tiger. I I can't think. So, like, I remember people were asking me. when I say people, I specifically mean Josh Chapman. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was asking me where I thought celebration would be, and he's like, "You're you're you're putting money on it, guess." And I think I always would think what benefits the company most. So I was I was just like, probably Orlando, or my shot in the dark was let us all go to Disneyland Paris, celebration Paris, baby. Um, so when they said London, I was like, I don't know what that gives to Disney specifically. And the only thing I could think is, well, they're not they're a lot closer to Pinewood um, and a lot closer to the film productions. So it's possible there it's going to be very film heavy in uh, in London. And possible Close that we could get a lot more cameos from people who are involved in those shows or movies that are being shot at Pinewood at the time, literally, let's just take a take a little drive across town as opposed to yeah, that's basically what happened everything with, like, and fly to California with Mando and Ahsoka. It's yeah. like they were like Ahsoka is literally in production, right? And and uh, they're just like, hey, why don't you drive down for a bit and you know say hi, and then we'll go back to work. <laughs> and it was the same, yeah, like you were saying, like the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. They were like pretty much, I think they'd finished by then, but it was basically there still and like doing stuff. And that was fun. All the Rogue One costumes and everything. Oh, speaking of costumes, can I just, I need to give a little thank you letter, an audio thank you letter to John Favreau. Because the last thing I got to do was that Mandalorian experience where they, they brought all the props and costumes and shit. And John Favreau said, we loaded a few trucks up and brought some shit. And he undersold that thing so much. It was <laughs> insane. They brought everything. They brought things I was like, I forgot about. 
And it's, I just remember walking around doing a full uh, video recording around the life-size custom N1 Starfighter that's just sitting there. And I was like, they didn't have to do this. This is just nice. Um, so thank you to John Favreau and everybody who put that together because you didn't have to do that. And it was, it was a really like special thing to, to look around and see. There were so many costumes, so many animatronics, the, the Cad Bane mask deconstructed, um, was there. You could see how it all fit on the guy's face. Um, yeah, it was incredible. So, so shout out to them. I love that Cad Bane image that I keep seeing pop up because it reminds me of when you play a video game, you like turn the camera around mm-hmm. on the head. Oh yeah. So that you can see like the jaws and the right, eyes right. like pop out. Yeah. It's true. It's That's true. What That's what it's like. <laughs> if you, if you know that video oh. game phenomenon, then you, you've seen the Cad Bane now. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I would, I really wish I could have seen that. Um, I actually think that that's a, there's a good chance we might see something similar yeah. next time. Being so um, close to the production, maybe it, Andor. It, it would make sense. Because they're filming Andor in London, right? They did, yeah. There was there was very little I'm assuming they're volume, film. I think, in in the use of Andor. A lot of, a yeah. lot of on-set, on-location, feel, on-set kind of stuff. I feel like, just based on like the timelines, I wouldn't be surprised that they're filming season two. Mm-hmm. around that time so that would be interesting yeah exciting and it'd be yeah it'd be good it'd be good to push a bit more from us as well like in terms of would love to interview a few more people next time um i'd love to interview genevieve o'reilly over a drink maybe, uh, maybe two Oof. <laughs> look we we got that vanity oh. fair shoot right before celebration essentially and I remember just being like, dude, Mon Mothma's hot. Like, fuck yeah. No, she is. Mon Mothma's hot. And I didn't expect that in year 2022. Um, so shout out to Genevieve for, you know, <laughs> yeah, for continuing to get it. Absolutely. Well, I'm surprised we managed to get a flower out of this. It's pretty oh, good. And before we wrap up, actually, I have one more big shout out. Because this was awesome. Oh, absolutely. Um, day one, panel one. We walk in and our queen, our savior, Amanda Wirtz on the <laughs> galaxy stage, sees us going nuts for her. And she gives the Imperial Senate <laughs> podcast a shout out on yeah, the she stage. Did. So take that loser podcast who didn't get shout outs on the stages of celebration. We are <laughs> up there getting recognized. Um so that was awesome. Shout out to Amanda for being dope all weekend. Yeah, Amanda's the best. She really we, is. You know, it was, it was a joy to get to spend loads of time with her this time around and, you know, just chat about things. And um, She's our people. Yeah, that combo was great. Atomic Blonde and yes. oh. Amanda were, like, were great. And she was really lovely in person as well. Yeah. Yeah, th- those are our people right there. Definitely. Same same wavelength, same energy. Yeah, I really adore it. Chaotic horny. Chaotic horny, yes. Um, chaotic, horny, crummy people. Um, <laughs> so I'm so – I was uh, – it was, That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I'd wear it every day of my damn life. But, yeah, it was really nice to be able to spend more time with her this time around and and just tell her I love her and accidentally match with her, like, almost every day. Same. <laughs> I thought it was on Tinder. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know we would though. <laughs> Hello there. No, oh, absolutely. Right for Star Wars. Facts. <laughs> Always. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, thank you for listening to us and putting up with our COVID-y tired con voices. Um, we have an episode that should be out either before or around the same time as this. It's our celebration Chaos. live episode. Um, I want to apologize in advance for what you may or may not hear. Chaos magic wonder. (laughs) That's all it is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And you guys, if if you want to, if you didn't attend celebration or if hell, if you didn't even go to the Marriott bar and we're at celebration, I think it's a perfect way to 
experience <laughs> the natural energy of that area um, because it is it is chaos. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Star Wars fandom that now never want to see me again. <laughs> which is pretty fair. Hey, you oh know, man, what happens sometimes? Yeah, sometimes you just wake up the next day and get told that you tried to chase Anthony Bradley <laughs> and don't remember it. Oh. <laughs> oh goodness! You live and learn, right? Or you don't, <laughs> and you do it again <laughs> next time. <laughs> Probably the latter. Probably the latter. Well, we'll celebrate that time in a year's time. But thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time. And yeah, we'll talk more celebration. Hopefully we'll all be feeling a little bit better. But until then, may the force be with you. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Because the Imperial Senate will no longer be of any concern to us. I have just received word that the Emperor has dissolved